Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. last night Aaron Judge uh, and I'm, I'm waiting for the negativity to steep on in few strikeouts can't get a big hit uh, Yankees lose 3-2 in a long game meanwhile the Mets gave you no reason to watch baseball as they got blown out by the Cubs but that's still have a chance to win the series and that'll be on Matt Harvey's arm tonight at 7 and a lot of stuff in between including some hoops and some football with OBJ Good morning, Boomer. How are you today, buddy boy? You know, I'm doing great, Craig. A nice little reprieve going down to uh, Pinehurst. Nice. Uh, North, Carolina North Carolina with a bunch of great guys down there playing in a golf tournament. Uh, spent a couple days with uh, your boy, Ron Jaworski, who, by the way, is a stand-up comedian. Is it? He, he is. I know Ron he a long is, time. He is awesome. And then, uh, of course, the great Jason Taylor, who did play one year with the New York Jets, and uh, great Miami Dolphin, who, by the way, and, you know, probably not a lot talked about, but, you know, is a first-bout Hall of Famer. He's yeah. going to go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, this August, along with a bunch of guys, you know, a lot of the story around that whole thing was, you know, Terrell Owens not getting in, Terrell Owens right. not getting in, but a guy like Jason Taylor, who was a great player in his own right, third in sacks, he gave a speech last night, so I couldn't leave until his speech was over last night, because right. I kept saying to him, I want to hear what a defensive lineman has to say, you know, and uh, he killed it last night, he was great, he was fun, and we were down there playing golf, and I don't know if you've ever been to Pinehurst. I would I say not. that if you are People a golfer, rave about it though. yeah, if you're a golfer and you love to go play golf, they got nine golf courses in this compound, beautiful hotels, nice little downtown area. It's about a three block downtown area. Played number two, which is the U.S. Open course. Plays number four, which is the Jack uh, number nine. Yesterday when I called in, the Jack Nicklaus course. And if you are a golfer, I would tell you. One hundred percent, you got to go play there. Yeah, well, I mean, if you go there, yeah, you can you, pretty much get on almost every course there. Right. I think you can. Um, you know, you set it up beforehand, and uh, you stay right on property. It's just, just a, it's a great old kind of feel to it because it's in the pine, it's in, it's in the uh, pine trees of North Carolina. So it was great. So uh, I did miss you guys yesterday, and I, I saw where. You know, Al was texting me, Craig's not here, Craig's not here, Craig's not here. Why, I'm like, well, what the hell do you want me to do? I'm like, you know, 700 miles Pardon away, for what do you want me to do? Why are you I, I, texting Boomer on his day off? I wanted him to call in. He's like, Craig's not here, ah, Craig's not here. And I'm like, nice. what the hell is Benedict Craig doing? Right? I, first of all, what's the first thing I said to Al? I said, Al, is Craig safe? Is he fine? Is he, He's not in a coma or something. No he's not in a car accident. He didn't trip and fall down his stairs. And Al said, no, he's he's fine. He just overslept. And then, oh, you and then of course. After you texted uh, after you knew I was on my way in. I yeah, yeah. And right. then, and then, mm-hmm. uh, that's when the slings and arrows started coming. And I was like, you know, that's not very nice that you would do that to our guest host, the governor of uh, New Jersey, Governor Christie. Mm. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said it any better. Very simple, very simple. pointed, and it just basically lays it out there. So yeah. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you did that to him. 
And I'm a little bit, quite frankly, a little bit embarrassed by your you, actions. I, me? What did I do? Because, you know, when you're not here, I try to hold my end of the bargain up. I and did what I did. I usually bring in either, you know, the great Phil Sims. Yeah. Or, you know, Chris Sims. Uh, and, and we try to put on a decent show. And I know it's totally different when uh, we're not together and all that I other stuff. But I'm them. never, I'm never, I am never late. I'm always oh, on that, time. Well, that happens. I actually, when I do do that part of the show... I do actually pay attention to the rundown. There you go. And well, now I think appreciates that. Uh, listen, no, I was uh, three minutes late. No excuses. I was late. Hey, three minutes, I, one minute. Uh, you know, Tom Coughlin. You know, or, you know what? Bill Belichick <laughs> would have sent you home. Uh, listen, I, I gave him the opportunity to let me not come in. I was happy to go back to bed. Uh, that being said, we are here today. And there's a lot cooking. Uh, look, the Yanks lose the game 3-2. The Mets get blown out. Uh, a lot of the focus today, there should be uh, on it's a, I th- what I think is a really great example of media out of control sometimes. And we're probably, we got to be a part of that. Oh, no, dude, we are living knee-deep in the middle yeah. of all of it. And here's why. So Odell Beckham Jr. goes to the mandatory OTA. He got there a day early. Yep. He's obviously in great shape, and, and it's all good. Eli Manning was even asked, hey, how much did it, how much did him not being here two weeks ago hurt? He goes, not at all. Uh, he's a professional, and here we are, we're ready to go. So he even comes out, and he says... I want to be a giant for life. Someone gave him good advice to say something like that. Very good, yeah. Uh, which is what giant fans want to hear. And my uh, not coming here had nothing to do with my contract. I was working out with this uh, specialist that a lot of the guys use. Specialist? Yeah, he's got a workout specialist. He's got a specialist. He's running in the beach. He's doing all this crap. He's uh, cross-training, and I'm working out. No, I was thinking about getting you a specialist. I need one. A few of them. No, but I'll just get you one specialist. No, I need a lot of specialists. Yeah, uh, right. It's a specialist. So now here's my here's my point. And we, we jumped on it as well. You know, with through Chris Carter, through retweeting stuff. It's a contract holdout. He doesn't want to be here. All the crap that was said about him. He's not responsible, he's not mature, and all this crap, right? Right. It's mandatory, he's there. Looks great, feels great, everything's great. It's not about my contract. I'm not asking for a new contract. I want to be a giant for life. To me, that story should get as much play as him not coming to the voluntary workouts. Thus far, what your contracted responsibilities are as a member of the New York Giants, yep. he's lived up to them. Sure he has. And if I'm a Giant fan, even though I think it's a bit of a game, him saying, I want to be a Giant for life, yep. I'm not going to have a contract holdout. That's not a question for me to discuss right now. That's everything I want to hear. Yep. I'm back in love with Odell Beckham if I'm a oh, giant well, fan. Oh, there you go. Right? Yeah, but I, like I told, you, I, I, I told you, like n- none of this matters when it comes to him playing on the field against the Cowboys opening night. No. I mean, if he goes out there and catches 10 passes, three touchdown passes, and they go on the win, it's going to be celebrated. He's going to be loved. And, and, you know how that, and you know how that works. Yep. And that's how it always works. It's about performance. Who performs and who doesn't, period, stop, right? That's all that matters. Uh, so I think if you're a Giant fan, yesterday had to be music to your ears because you got everything you wanted out of uh, Odell Beckham. But I do think, though, that a couple things are happening in the NFL as the twisting winds of OTAs and all right. players pushing the, the max level of not showing up to these things is really starting to take hold because the players are basically feeling like, oh, you know what? If I'm a star, I am not showing up to OTAs if I don't have to be there. Uh, by, now, by the I, way, I would I, I get the rhetoric and I get why they do it. And I would also say that most likely all quarterbacks will be there because quarterbacks want to be there. It's in their DNA. Sure. They want to be there to be a part of it, uh, especially young quarterbacks. I can't imagine 
you know, Derek Carr saying to the Oakland Raiders, because that's kind of like the same time period with Odell. So right. I'm, I'm not showing up for OTAs. The quarterbacks will always be there. But I think, uh, you know, the Fletcher Coxes of the world, the Odell Beckhams of the world, the Olivier, Olivier Vernon, Vernon of the world, the, the top-end players that have guaranteed money, more and more are going to say, I'm not doing this. And may, it may also have something to do with, uh, you know, taxable income, the state in which they live in, how many months are they living in that state, and all sure. this other stuff. So there's a lot of other pressures that are a part of this. But I will say this about Odell Beckham Jr. because you saw his cleats. Yes, he had right. uh, there's a there's a famous uh, cleat uh, designer Kick whose Asso. name is Kick Asso. Kick Asso, and he designs baby. his Nike cleats. And on the cleats, he had uh, different uh, like TMZ, ESPN, the New York Post, uh, and written uh, above the black ink of those different uh, media outlets was uh, in red, you know, shh, as been pretty much to say. Cut the crap out, the rumor mongering, and, uh, you know. All maybe right, so here, here's my point news. about this. So, okay, so Kick Asso does these, yeah. <laughs> does these cleats they're, they're and everything. They're cool cleats, by yeah, the way. Yeah, they're great. Whatever. I mean, so he's sending a message. It's fun. It's all playful. It's great and all that other stuff. Right. But, you know, Odell can say whatever he wants with his cleats. That guy wants to be in front of the camera. Yes, he does. He, he wants, wants to be on TMZ. He wants to be on TMZ. He wants to be in front of the camera. He wants to give the, the press conference. He wants to talk about himself. He wants to, you know, Further his brand, right. which is exactly what all of those media entities do for him. Exactly right. Well, I'm a media whore. I got I, listen. He came out with the whole uh, team of his own emojis last year. Remember? And, and the thing also <laughs> too is remember he's here, so the tabloids are going to just eat him up. Right. You're the biggest star in the sport, and you and you're playing New York. The combination's combustible. And when you're a 24 year old kid and you're single and uh, you, you look the part, you act the part. Guess what? You're going to be referenced in every blog and podcast and and your Team Z type website and your bar stool and bleacher and on the fan and by the way and you enjoy Listen, the aspect of that when you want to you know make love to the kicking net or you want to uh, you know get in a fight with Josh Norman and go you know hog wild and lose your mind on the field or you want to you know not show up for an appearance that you're being paid to show up for right I, you, you're going to get a lot of uh, slings and arrows and negativity towards you but. All of that doesn't mean anything because as long as you do your job in the field and become the great player that you are, it's going right. to be fine. Let's but here's, here's the other thing. I, you know, so back, you know, he was drafted in 2014. And, right. and why people think this is about money, okay, is because there was a guy that also was drafted back in 2014, yeah. I believe. Go ahead. Uh, right after Odell Beckham Jr. And his name is Aaron Donald. Uh, Steelers got. I uh, came from Pittsburgh, rather. Right? He came from Pittsburgh, right. but he plays for the uh, L.A. Rams. Right. Um, at that time, he was drafted by the St. Louis Rams. Now the L.A. Rams. Right. So uh, there has been reports that he was going to hold out of their mandatory minicamp, and if you hold out of your mandatory minicamp, you, you can be fined up to eighty thousand dollars. Right. So you're not going to sit out. I don't think you would want to sit out, especially on your own on your rookie deal. But uh, many will tell you that he is one of the top two to three defensive players in all of football, and one of the most disruptive defensive tackles in all of football and there's there's chatter out there that he wants a new contract from the Rams and sure, he I'm was sure drafted drafted one spot behind Odell Beckham Jr. Let me tell you something if these guys somehow get these new contracts that there's no question that they are trying to acquire right uh it will it will break the mold of the rookie contracts right with uh with the NFL players and the NFL owners right I, now you get a you get a four year deal with a one year option so you could pretty much option. tie a guy up for about 5 years right. cuz it's a team option and based on the nature of the sport and the violence and the propensity for injury you know it, you know the, the NBA contracts aren't that long your rookie deals so to me I agree 
if a major player like Odell, like the kid you're talking about uh, with the Rams, yep. is able to kind of bust when- through that, then every top 10 pick who performs at the level they're supposed to or beyond will do fall suit. And now you're going to have what amounts to two- and three-year deals out of the gate, not five. And there's no way the NFL owners are going to want that. So when you look back at the 2014 draft, think about these guys that could do what Odell Beckham's trying to do. Jadavion Clowney, Khalil Mack, right. Mike Evans, a wide receiver with Tampa Bay, Anthony Barr, the tremendous linebacker with Minnesota, uh, Taylor Lewan, he's the uh, tight uh, the offensive tackle from Tennessee, Odell Beckham Jr., Aaron Donald, Ryan Shazier. Every one of these guys a pro bowler. Zach Martin, from uh, the guard from the Cowboys. What a draft. Uh, C.J. Mosley, the Baltimore Ravens linebacker. Right. Ha-ha Clinton Dix from the Green Bay Packers, the safety. I mean, you know, you're talking about guys. That yeah. could change the the entire future of and, the NFL if they if they if they ever banded together and said we're not playing. Yep. And by the way, every generation's had a moment like that. You guys had it with uh, the the uh, the lockout, uh, the strike know, in '87. Yeah. Yeah. Every generation has something like that. But listen, the bottom line is this: Well, you don't want to get caught up in all the nonsense and the business part of it, although it's important. Odell Beckham's here, wants to be a giant for life. You love it. There is no such animal currently playing in green. Uh, there's no jet. That uh, wants to be well, a jet minute, for That's Josh McCown. He's a kindergarten no. teacher. And Josh McCown was described uh, by Todd Bowles yesterday as a kindergarten teacher, meaning that you got two pupils, Bryce Petty being one, Christian Hackenberg being the other, yep. who are at the kindergarten level of quarterback development, and it's Josh McCown's job uh, to show them the ropes and uh, teach them how to be professionals. And I'm assuming that at some point, after the first practice or two, McCann went home to his family and said, I'm the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. Neither one of these guys is ready to play football. And but at the end of the day, the franchise isn't ready either. And there's going to be a long season with lots of losses. Lots of losses. So you got that. And now, I know you got back late yesterday. Yeah. I'm not sure if you got to see the... 11th inning of the Yankee Angel game. No, I got back. You know, they, they were still playing. So, bases loaded, one oh, out. God, that, this game went on forever. And I'm saying what every other Yankee fan saying. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Someone's getting a hit to win the game, right? Yep. And two pop-ups to third. Like, unbelievable. Bases loaded, one out. The Yankees? <laughs> the Yankees don't score? And then on the flukiest of all flukes, with a man on and two outs. I mean, a sharp hit ground ball. Ricochet is off his leg, and the Yankees lose. Well, you know, more importantly, you know, CC Sabathia hurts his hamstring. I, I think this could be the end of it for him. See again, here what? we go. And, and, I, you, know, and, you, know, and you just and, never know that the Yankees yeah. this could be let, the beginning of an extended losing great. streak. And let, let's ask you a question since you're back now and we've talked. So now you've got the verbs out of your mouth. So now you're ready to have a real conversation. The verbs. Remember what when verbs? you left on Friday? Yeah. Oh, I think, you know, Aaron Judge, he's all done. No more home runs out of Aaron Judge. Yeah. Uh, they touch the money. They count the money. They touch the money. Right. And anybody who listens oh. to me knows that I'm Booyah being. Kishaw. Yeah, but every, anybody who listens <laughs> to these knows that I'm being totally, totally uh, yeah, sarcastic. Between, between you and I the mean, governor. Get you get it. I, I hope he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, exactly. I, I I don't know what's happening, but he didn't hit a home run yesterday. This might be the beginning of the end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're having some fun at your expense, and there's no question about that, but. They're fun to watch, man. And and that, that run through Baltimore was ridiculous. Uh, stupid. Man. 55 runs in five games? Yep. I mean, absolutely uh, stupid. And, of course, the Yanks uh, lose last night. I, I don't the know. I, I didn't read all the stuff because I wasn't here. But I, I don't know if that's an unprecedented run or they're on an unprecedented pace for home runs. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. For, the, for them, they are. They are. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it's. 
I'll admit, it's fun to watch. And then comes the story, which we'll get more in depth later on this morning. Now what? Where you wonder sometimes how sports transcends a lot of things and how sometimes the power of sports invades other aspects of life. I love this story. Now, for example, you know, what sneakers do you wear? What what you know, t-shirts do you wear? Uh, kids might dye their hair like an athlete or try to catch the ball like uh, Odell or you know, try to do the scoop shot by Curry or you know, you know, taller kids now are probably trying to take threes like Durant or we all try to fly like Jordan. But this might be the greatest story of all time, showing you the importance in society and beyond importance, the the strength and power that sports has mm. in dictating how we live our lives. I think I know where you're going with this. I think. Well, don't say Can it, I guess? No, I don't want you to guess because you uh, know because it's on the list. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not even looking at the list. But, yeah, but you've looked at it. No, I haven't. I think you've looked at it. No, I haven't. Who does it involve? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want me to say who I think it is? Say the first name of who it involves. Dennis. No. No. Okay, you're talking about Dennis Rodman going to China again, right? No, he went to North Korea, not Whatever. China. To North Korea, excuse He's hanging me. out with the, his boy over there. Yes, that's his guy, right? Yeah. I'm not talking about Dennis Rodman going over to North Korea. Oh, man. Here's what I'm talking about. Are you ready? We said over a super spy. Are you a fan, <laughs> uh, are you a fan of other types of um, uh, delicacies? Like, will you eat... I'm not eating crickets, no. No, but will you, you eat Chinese like... food? I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not going to eat caviar. You'll eat Chinese food. You'll eat, I'll eat chicken liver. Yes. You'll eat Japanese food. Yeah. You. You'll eat guacamole. You'll eat pimento cheese. No, I don't like pimento. Perhaps you'll eat pickled ginger. I'll have some of that. Yes. Yeah. You'll eat Swedish food. You like the meatballs? Swedish meatballs. You'll like Nutella, an Italian dessert treat. Perhaps, oh, I love. A perhaps French you're baguette. a French baguette guy. Oh, I love. Maybe you like balsamic vinaigrette. Oh. Well. (laughs) All right, Beef Tongue. Thank you. Beef Tongue. Well, there is a a guy named Aslam Rasoi, and he's uh, a restaurateur out in uh, California, boom. And there has been a mad rush in his uh, restaurant on a specific type of seasoning. Or spice. It, uh, is all right. So let me. I gotta think. Of what, what is us? Do uh, what's his ethnicity? Can you tell me what his um, ethnicity is? Indian. Oh, by, uh, my it's, family. Uh, it's got to be curry. There's a mad rush on curry for Steph Curry because yeah. of Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. Normally they'll do about 25 uh, takeout orders on a Friday night. When the Golden State Warriors play. They would do 75, and every one of them requested extra curry. <laughs> so what's wrong with I, that? It just, because, that's, that's fans. That's, that's, that's that, exactly what fans do. That's yes. what athletes and team owners and people need to understand. That's how crazy we are about the teams that we love. We don't even like, like I hate curry. But you know what? If I'm in San Francisco and I'm a fan of the Golden State Warriors, yes. I might say, give me the chicken with extra curry. <laughs> And that's what people are doing. But by the way, they can't you... keep the curry in the building. So, what was I thought it was amazing about the NBA uh, playoffs, and I was I was very happy uh, that Golden State won four games to one. You picked them to I, win in five. I, I predicted them to win in five, mm-hmm. and I thought that Cleveland would actually play well at home, and they did for the most part. 
But the whole narrative after the whole thing was over is now what does LeBron James have to do to get himself another championship because this team, uh, the Golden State Warriors, is going to be in his way the next 10 years. Oh, too bad. Uh, but I, I just look like, what, so why, why am I worried about what LeBron James is doing? Yeah, you shouldn't what be. What the hell is my team going to do? I'll do even better. The NBA should be worried about every other team. Yes. The Cavs will be just fine. The Warriors are going to be fine. Uh, the rest of the league, it will not be fine. And, I, and I'm sick and tired already of the rhetoric of, I never had a super team. Memo to LeBron James. You invented the concept of the super team right. when you and Bosch and Wade got together in Miami. Now, they've won up to you because they got another player. But the concept of, you know, quote-unquote super teams started with LeBron James' decision to go to Miami. Now, if they did better, too bad. Uh, and I agree with LeBron. He's got nothing to hold his head about. They lost to the best team in basketball. I was, I was, I was they should have won game three. They didn't. That's on him for the last four minutes of the game. And that's it. Well, there he goes. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.